The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. up in a second. I know, and I feel like we have so much to catch up on. This show turned a year old. You may or may not have had your first fight with Greg. Your hair is now dark brown. You were a little bit late today. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about. I told Kate, I was like, you might just have to take it. Just take it. Just leave. You know, sometimes I'm I should be good at that. And other days, I'm like, maybe I just, maybe I don't want to drive the ship. Maybe well, you should drive on? a little. It's so weird because as we're recording this, it's Monday and I woke up feeling great. We just had Mother's Day, which was so nice yesterday. Yeah. And I was with my boys all day long and I didn't even have to force them. It was the best feeling. I had the best day. We did hot yoga together. We did some yard work together. They helped me around the house. We had this gorgeous dinner. Like it was honestly one of the best days I've had with them in years. It was, Mm -hmm. I was just so proud of them. They were, they're just becoming just these fine young men. And I'm just like, my heart swells with happiness. And then I woke up today and I was, had a a very long list of Monday things to do. And You know, when it just kind of unravels and nothing that you thought you were going to do or get done or check off gets accomplished. Uh, Yes. That was my day. And then Uh. I I knew I was meeting you and I was going to shower and I was going (laughs) to look cute. And as you can see, that did not happen. You still look good. You no, still I look don't. Good. I do. I, I look rough. Look I look a little rough today. No, but I know what you mean. It just never gets fully completed. You and feel then like you you're feel running. frazzled. Yeah. And then I'm like, gosh, now you said we have a lot to catch up on. I'm like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but here, but here, but we should talk about your face because you guys, this is, we're going to have to show this video because I literally, Kate walked in here. I said, you look like you got Botox. I didn't. And you didn't. I didn't. What the hell are you doing? Well, I've been using Dr. Nygma's face wash and I swear it changes lives because it really has improved my skin quality, hydration the ease of taking off makeup. It's so good. The t- Have you used it before? <laughs> well, that's why I'm like, well, I use it too and I ain't doing miracles for me <laughs> like it is you. Yes, I do use it, the foam cleanser. I do love it, but I don't look three years younger like you do. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I think it's also, I really been using these stickers that I sleep with on where my 11s are. Have you heard of those? Well, it depends on which ones. So I don't know the brand name. Okay. They're just stickers that you put on your 11 or I'm sure there's other shapes where you can like sleep with, you know, where your crow's feet are or where your like laugh lines would be. But I just do it on my 11 because I furrow and that's what is causing those. I call it a thousand one hundred and eleven because it's like line, 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 line. It's not just an 11 anymore sometimes. And I've been sleeping with those and I swear they help. And then when I'm going throughout my day, if I know I'm going to be staring at my laptop where I usually furrow, I'll pop a sticker on. And I really do think it's made a difference. So I'm a sticker face. Oh my gosh. And it works. Because I have worked with a brand who does make these. Are they like the silicone based 
stickers? Is that how it adheres to your skin and then it like traps the moisture and then it kind of freezes the fine lines? Is that kind of like how it's supposed to work? Or do you know what those stickers are doing? I don't think that the ones I use are silicone based, although it would be really nice to have a silicone based one because then you can reuse them. Yes. Mine are a one time. Maybe you get two out of them. Um, But yeah, I'd love to find a silicone something. And I do, I think there's something to it. I think I furrow in my sleep. I think we're stressed at the time that the world is and that we carry that into our resting faces Uh and we don't even realize it. So now that I'm attacking that or supplementing it or freezing it and holding it all in place, I think it's really helping. And I do feel like I still want Botox. But maybe not as urgently as I did before. Well, you look amazing. Thank so you. everyone take note. Dr. Nigma Talib's foaming face cleanser, which Incredible. I also endorse, and the face stickers. We do not know the name, but <laughs> no. it's the alternative to Botox. That should yes. be the tagline. And speaking of Botox, you know who we're getting on the show soon. Who? Anoush from Skins and Needles. Do you know this esthetician? No, 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 no. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Nurse, MD. I'm not sure of all of her exact titles, but I recently had Morpheus, which is a treatment which uh, is like going to hell and back, basically. (laughs) Alluring. I mean, it's what the older set does, Kate. Botox sounds so minor comparatively, but it's it's like microneedling on steroids. So it is one of the most painful procedures ever. But it's not like you need downtime. You don't need days in bed afterwards, but it's intended to like, like just penetrate your skin, bunches of tiny needles, and it damages and punctures and wounds your skin so much that it is forced to replenish and turn over and produce more collagen and all this stuff. So rejuvenate, tighten, all these things. But you have to get like three or four of them. And I was sharing this on social media and people were just like, so many questions. Like, who is a candidate? What ages? You know, what skin tones? Is everyone a candidate or not? And whatever. So I thought, you know, we're just gonna have her on the show. She's amazing. Cool. And she does do the Botox. She does all of the things. So filler, lip filler, a little plump in my pooch, my it. pouch, my pouch. <laughs> I want it in my not in my pouch. pouch. <laughs> Are you a kangaroo now too? <laughs> That's the one thing I do not want plumped. Okay, pooch stays the way it is. Have you been watching the Kardashians? Oh my. Is that a serious question? Okay, is I, the Pope Catholic? A hundred percent. I've been following up, bitch. I have been keeping up, even though they dropped the keeping up. I'm still keeping up. Okay. Well, we had no plans to actually speak about this, but what do you think of the new show on Hulu? Because I have only seen the first premiere episode. So you're watching. You're up to speed. Yes. What's your take? This hot new take on this brand new show. It's not new, right? Like, what do you think? It's not new. It. They did, I feel like, went back to like the pilot episode structure of even the intros are a little bit more reminiscent of their first episode. I think that they're trying to separate the family a little bit more. And I think Kim did an interview where she was talking about how they're not all together all the time like they were in Keeping Up and that they're kind of venturing out into their own storylines and not always having to be together. And I love seeing it. And I also feel like they're a little bit more attainable may not be the right word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that that will ever go together. My takeaway from the first episode was like, 
Wow. Could you imagine being one of her kids and watching your mom walk around the house in like a cat suit with like an ass like that and like body hugging? Like, I just imagine being a child and that's that's your ideal of what a mother looks like. It just, so may, I don't know if that's attainable, not attainable, not every mom out there, you know, rocking that type of look around the house. But yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is I didn't really I didn't see a, a very relatable right. lifestyle when it's I was watching. It's very different. My version of mother in my head is, have you seen The Parent Trap? Yes. Do you know Chessie? No. Oh, my gosh. Chessie is like my version of mother. It's like the high-waisted uh, cargo pants and the flowy top and the mules. Okay. And she's kind of got her hair up. Now that I'm saying it, it's kind of my everyday outfit. <laughs> Maybe I am my own 90s version of a mother. But, yeah, I get it. I mean— Times are changing, but I, I think it's really fascinating to watch that lifestyle. I mean, really watch it. I yeah. mean, from the stress, oh, from yeah. her breaking down in the closet and the sex yeah. tape, and is it out there and flying and SNL and what are mm. my insecurities and where am I confident? I love it. I, I'm team Kardash yes! with the ash. <laughs> Little known fact, you guys might not know this, but part of Kate's very peppered resume, Kate was, are we allowed to say? We're oh, not. Damn it, NDA, shit. We're, we're NDA'd under You that. can't even admit that you did the job? I don't think so. I don't think am so. I allowed to say you did the job, or am I not supposed to know you did the job? I don't know if anybody's well, supposed to know anyways. I did the job. <laughs> anyways, um, <clears throat> they need to go fund Shit. me for the five million dollar <sighs> uh, fee I inquired. No, no, no. But I love that lifestyle because I've been in it mm. for a brief second, mm. and I mm. love it, and I adore it, and mm. I cherish it. And mm. I don't even think we could say even any of that. All right, guys, back in a minute. I don't know if you guys can relate, but why is it that every time you want your skin to look its absolute best, something will wreak havoc on it? For me, I've had those hormonal spots break out or a huge blemish because of my stress or that time of the month. It can be so embarrassing and highly inconvenient. I mean, we've all had struggles with our skin. And I got to say, that's why I'm extra excited to partner with Apostrophe, the sponsor of this very episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. At Apostrophe, a board-certified dermatologist will create a personalized treatment plan just for you, perfectly tailored to your unique skin. You take this online quiz, which honestly is quite revealing. Uh, it is in-depth, but super easy. It's about your skin goals and your medical history. And then you even get to snap a few selfies of yourself, each side of your face, then straight on. And a board-certified dermatologist creates your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne and even chest knee, back knee, butt knee. Oh my God, so sexy, I know. They treat breakouts literally from head to toe. And the cool thing about Apostrophe is they really help 
with various skin issues, reducing dark spots, improving the overall texture of our skin. I mean, for me personally, that's the area I struggle with the very most is that my sun damage rears its ugly head. And, you know, every spring, summer season, I just see my skin spots start appearing more and more and freckles and dark spots. And it's just really, really you know, messing with my confidence sometimes. So if you can relate, I got a deal for you. I have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash cat when you use our code cat, C-A-T-T. This code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, all you got to do is go to apostrophe.com slash cat, click begin visit, and then use our code cat at sign up. You'll get your first visit for only five bucks. That is A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E.com slash C-A-T-T. Use my code cat to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And we thank apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Hi guys, welcome to Digging Deep. I'm Dr. Sasha Shokrin, the relational doctor, but more importantly, a human just like you with a story that continues to unfold. Each of our lives is compiled of stories, and my job is to help you detangle those stories. As a psychologist, I'm here to tell you that growth is never linear and that life is full of highs, lows, and everything that exists in between. My plan is to dig deeper into the stories that will inspire us, move us and remind us that we're never really alone. Don't miss a new episode of Digging Deep every Monday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You know what's funny is because this show, It Sure Is A Beautiful Day, has definitely gotten away from its Hollywood roots. I mean, not roots, but like my background is obviously covering entertainment news, my entire career and two decades of being so immersed in pop culture. And I've never been further away from it. But but even just touching on the fact what you have seen in your short time in L.A., what I have seen in my long time in L.A., I forget just how rare it is to experience and have a front row seat to the things we do. Because now yeah. it's just, you know, that's, just, that's where we live. It's our zip code. It's what we see every day. But you know what reminded me of this has been the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Because yeah. now speaking about the Kardashians and stuff, you're like, yeah, big deal. Even though you can't really say what you did, it's like by just the nature of being here sometimes, you are exposed to these wild, exaggerated existences, the the, the affluence, the, the fame, the celebrity, the scandal. Even if you don't want to insert yourself, you're kind of, you know— you're you're there to witness some of that. And the Johnny Depp trial for me has taken me back to, well, yeah, I forgot I saw that. I forgot that I did that. And I forgot that I talked to so-and-so. And it's like my whole past of like Hollywood is like kind of blowing up in my face at the moment. And I forget that people eat this shit up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe I should talk about them. I mean, that is what I do. I mean, that is kind of what distinguishes my professional history from anything else I've ever done is the things I've had access to or witnessed with my own eyeballs or experiences I've had or the energy I felt from different, right. you know, people of, you know, these crazy high profiled individuals. It's just, it's just wild. You the Johnny Depp thing is just bringing a lot back for me. You interviewed Johnny Depp? Yeah. And what was your energy? Like, what was it like? 
Well, you say it so casually. You interviewed Johnny Depp? Okay, so (laughs) this is a true story. I I will share about this, and I know we're not going to get too much into the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard trial, but anyone who has known me two-plus decades, three decades, knows that, like, for me, there was, like, the first chapter of my Johnny Depp experiences, and then I guess what became kind of the, the second half, the second act, is that... I mean, I was that little girl who did have Johnny Depp posters on her wall. Like, I was obsessed with Johnny Depp growing up, and I even had my first job at a Fox TV station, and Fox was the network that carried 21 Jump Street, which was his first, you know, heartthrob acting gig or whatever when he was really coming to fame as, like, a teen heartthrob. And when I really did have dreams of, like, making it in Hollywood one day, like, he was one of the things, like, I will interview Johnny Depp. That was, like, up there for me on just the things that I wanted to do, you know, that you, like, kind of, like, put on some little dream list or big dream list. And then, of course, I did. And I I must have – I've interviewed Johnny probably – I mean, I don't want to say a dozen, but maybe a dozen. I mean, for various films and different premieres and at Disneyland, at the premiere of Pirates. And I've had sit-downs with him and I've had red carpet experiences with him. And anyway, I was a legitimate fan of his work, not just that, like, yes, I may or may not have had a few sex dreams about him. He may have actually kissed my arm once during um, a live show, a Pirates commu- career mo- or whatever premiere. You some fumble with the words. I can't even that like, kiss on the yeah, arm. I was like, oh my god! In shower for two weeks. But you have to remember, this was the Johnny Depp who had this this beautiful reputation for being mm. one of the nicest A-listers in Hollywood for decades. I mean, yeah, people knew he was different, eccentric, and quirky, mm. and partied. But he didn't have a bad reputation. So not only was he, you know, exceptional, one of the greatest actors of his generation with movies like Edward Scissorhands and the Tim Burton films and then eventually Pirates, but he was a nice guy. I mean, so we thought, right? So then when you're covering him all those years and then the Amber Heard story breaks when they're divorcing and there are all these allegations, I remember I had to be on live TV and this was, gosh, this was in the middle of the Me Too movement, months before, by the way, I quit E and leave, and all this momentum is building for women and hearing women and listening to women. And it was, I felt very conflicted. I'm not going to lie. Because like on the one hand, I was like, oh my gosh, let's hear her story. Oh my, it was like, you feel so compassionate for this woman claiming that she's been abused in this way. But internally, I was like, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Because I was just, you know, it was like, I'm just being really honest. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't want to believe it. You know, right. you want to believe her, believe her, me too. But I didn't want to believe it because I was such a Johnny Depp fan. That's how a lot of people are. Yeah, it was hard for me to cover it objectively. I mean, right. I did. But inside, what I was really thinking was, this is so disappointing. I was just yeah. so sad. Yeah. So just to bring that full circle, it's just so, I think that's why I have been unable to rip myself away from the online streaming of this um, trial because I've just uh, it's it's just mind blowing on just about every level. When you're watching all of this and you're digesting things, are you? Do you have questions? Like, what questions would you ask? Mm. I'm sure that's a, a long list. Ask of who them? Yeah. Amber and Johnny? Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I guess I haven't put on like my journalist hat like 
they should, and I'm not a lawyer, so I wouldn't like know how to approach some of the questioning that you can get away with on the stand anyway. I mean, hell, every other thing's hearsay and every other right. thing's like, <laughs> I object and everything. I mean, that in and of itself is quite comical. Yeah. But more than that, I've just had, I think, I think maybe, maybe people listening can relate to this, but kind of an emotional response where we're on the one hand, what am I getting out of this obsession with this trial? Because it's like a little like a drug of some kind yeah. where it's like my cortisol levels are sh like skyrocketing and it's just affecting me like in so many ways. And then I'm like, wait, why do I feel anxiety? Because I've been, I mean, why wouldn't, I mean, it's terrible by the way. I mean, what they, what she is describing, what he is describing, I mean, everything they're Absolutely. describing is disgusting beyond. So I guess that is obviously why it's not a, it's not exactly a feel good right. trial, is it? But maybe it's triggering in the sense that, you know, I, I also was in a pretty terrible relationship, not a physically abusive one, but you know, a toxic one. And so I think people, anybody who's been through any kind of really rough, rough, rough romantic relationship can relate on a certain level too. Just like all that bubbles back up. Yeah. So the issue is I have not been able to pull myself away and I don't plan on it <laughs> except for we're forced to have this two-week break. So I guess that's good for everybody to come up for air. Yeah. I mean, also, there's just so much going on. I mean, the amount of trials that have been going on and taking place while this Amber Heard, Johnny Depp is kind of taking the forefront. I mean, the Kardashians yeah. had, you know, it wasn't televised, mm -hmm. but they were in court with Black China, mm -hmm. that whole happened. We had the Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. trial was going on. I mean, there's a lot happening yeah. constantly. Yeah. And I think the severity and the just intensity of the situation with Amber and Johnny is, I don't know, it sucks you in. I totally get it. I mean. What do you think the word is for it? Because it's like dark dark. Sad. Yeah, sad came to mind. Dark. And I'm not going to try to compare like my own dependence on substance and how I've, you know, come out on the other side and I'm now sober, but a lot of their story revolves around alcohol. And I can just remember being in that dark hamster wheel of like, you can't get off, you can't catch your bearings, everything is awful, you can't figure it out, you escape again with booze. And it's like this never-ending cycle and you're not sure what happened and you can't really confidently say how you said it or what you did because you don't really remember and then you're kind of doing things that are bigger reactions because you're hungover or because you're already drunk and it is I when I watch it I just see that darkness around addiction yeah I mean you're right I mean alcohol and drugs I mean that is they are a character in this storyline. I mean, a, a leading character leading. in that story. There is no way around that. And I, I thought the same thing in that, no matter how this trial ends, and as someone who feels for anyone, anyone suffering from the effects of alcoholism or addiction or whatever substance abuse on any level, I thought, I wonder when this is all over, if Johnny will ever choose to just try again like if there's any takeaway, because like the jury's going to do what they're going to do. And you know what? We could have a different jury another year. And then because somebody brought that up to me, they're like, 
you know, you say you want justice, but is there ever really justice? You get 12 other jurors, they might think something else. I mean, there's so many variables. This is one outcome, regardless of how it all plays out. You wonder if it's just so ugly that this might be that wake-up call for both of them. Come out of that somehow. Yeah. I, but, you know, we can sit over here on the sidelines all day and I wish know. that for people. Right. But Because we you don't know what happens yeah, yeah. in the car on the way there, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, when you go home. And I have no idea how somebody would handle that. I have no advice. I have no opinion on it because I just have no experience with it, luckily, of that big of a legal, public... Shit show. Shit show. <laughs> it's a fucking shit show. Shit show. We don't have to talk about this much more, but you had kind of said, you know, you you, you are of the position that you don't really want to have a position. Yeah. Why is that? I feel like I had a really strong opinion when this all first started. And that opinion was, oh my gosh, I totally believe Johnny. Johnny, 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 team Johnny, team Johnny. And I have just watched so many other viewpoints and listened and also just watched her speak. And the fact is, is I have no idea what to root for because I have no idea what the truth is. And I'm not, I feel like I'm not all knowing enough to make a strong point to bash one or the other because I can't even, I mean, look, I posted a freaking video. I posted a reel making fun of like a douchebag guy and I got one hate comment and I had a meltdown. <laughs> I don't want to ever be the hate comment or the, you know, negativity for somebody else because I don't know. Wow. I think you might be the, the, the lone person in the entire internet <laughs> universe who is taking that position because I actually really admire that because everybody thinks they're an expert and everybody totally. sits on their phones and on their keyboards as if they have all the evidence and can make some type of educated, you know, assessment of the whole situation. And you're right. At the end of the day, we just don't know. And we're yeah. never, ever going to know. And that's kind of my point. Regardless of how this even plays no. out in the end, we still don't know. Do Have we? you watched, we this is totally kind of a pivot, but the same thing. Have you watched The Staircase? Well, I saw the documentary. Yes. Yes. So we'll never know about that. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's a new feature I scripted know. Colin Firth and Tony, Tony Collette. Collette. Yes. I just started watching that. I did too. I but did if too. you haven't watched that documentary, go binge yeah. it. It's yeah. so good. It is good. And it, you're right. We don't know. And now even the actors are playing the story as if they're – think about because this is crazy because – Colin Firth is playing the man who so good. was, at the end of the day, accused of killing his wife, throwing yes. her down the stairs. And imagine being the actor playing the man who, by the way, was going through life. We don't know if he was guilty or not. Did so when you're an did. actor, you're not playing somebody you know. Right. You're playing somebody you still don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what it That's is? Because so he doesn't know and she doesn't know and nobody we don't knows. know and nobody's going to know. But do you know what nobody I mean? Nobody knows. <laughs> but I will say this, and this is kind of a tease, and then again, we can move on. But what I do know <laughs> <laughs> is that I know more about some recent Johnny and Amber relations. And I, I do know some people close to the situation. Like there's certain things I know that I'm like, I wonder if that's going to come up in the trial because uh, just like one degree away from me, like right. I've been told some things and I'm like, hearsay. <laughs> <Exactly>. Objection. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, 
no way is that. Do people live like this? I mean, we're getting a fraction yeah. of their the salaciousness of I know. what what was going on. And and what does go on back to bring this back to Hollywood and fame and celebrity and money and when you just have so much money you just have to fuck it all up and like <laughs> you don't feel alive so then you're having sex with ten people <laughs> and then of every sex because because you don't feel it with the original you know what everything's just like you can't get enough to feel yeah. alive it's yeah. such a disease I know in and of itself I know I think we all have that though and that's this trial is <sighs> our we're scratching the itch we are maybe. You know, oh, I don't know, but then it's like, why do we like the pain of it all? Because it doesn't because it's feel not good. ours. Because you can click out of that trial and it isn't your mess. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Know what I mean? <laughs> do, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so are you going to do you watch it live or you just get the highlights? I do totally watch it live. You do. <laughs> I go on TikTok and I'm like, ooh, look, it's live. Then I'm totally watching it. I don't watch it for hours, mm -hmm. but like 45, 50, 59, <laughs> 62 minutes. You know, I, 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 I go through those breaks. Uh, I almost canceled yoga the other day. <laughs> Can you believe it? Whoa. I literally, That's I know. <sighs> yoga Joe was like, uh, are you serious right now? I was like, the, he, he always asks JC and I, JC Dupree and I do a Tuesday, Thursday morning yoga together. And he's always like, all right, who, what's our heart out, guys? And I and he, and Jason's like, yeah, I don't have any, like, I don't have a call. And I'm like, I got the trial. I got to get, you know, we're in, we're out. And they're like, are you crazy? Like, yeah, I got to get back home. I mean, she, she, that was the day Amber was on the stand. I was not about to wow. miss that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shot a commercial and I went and I got into the makeup chair and the makeup people had it on their phones hooked up to a Bluetooth speaker. I mean, it really is. It is like kind of a historical thing. Don't you think like we're going to look back on this in 10 years and be like, you remember that trial? Mm. Right. And wasn't that kind of the point? I mean, he chose to have this be televised. That was his call, his decision. I'm giving weird looks right now because I'm like, well, I don't know what that really means. But it was. It was his choice. Well, what it has meant now is that he has opened the door for the entire world to hear the gory details of their alleged relationship. Yeah, I was going to say that. Expressed by Amber, whether true or not, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Because you have to think he either knew and was going to be okay with it because he's like, let it all hang out. Or she's actually fabricating things. So, again, don't even, know. Even if she is, that's so sad. Oh, yeah. That in and of itself is, is actually. Anybody. He is, she is. Either disgusting. party, lying, fibbing, covering up. It's still really, really sad. Wow. Let's talk about something happy. Okay, God, it doesn't feel so beautiful of a day right now. It feels like a dark day. Don't move. It sure is a beautiful day. We'll be right back. If you guys are anything like me, your spring cleaning has kind of turned into your summer cleaning. I have a lot more people over this time of year, so I like to, you know, throw a pool barbecue or have people in the house and entertain. So I've really been working on updating my home a little bit. Claire is my new best friend. Have you heard of Claire? It's a new online paint brand that makes paint shopping so simple. It takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, 
mess-free peel and stick paint swatches and premium paint and supplies. So you don't have to be at the paint store and guess what you need. It's all orchestrated for you in one box and again, delivered straight to your door. Everybody wants a beautiful home that kind of reflects our personal style. When you have your friends and family and loved ones over, finally, we're able to do that again. Paint is one of the easiest and least expensive ways for you to totally transform your home and make it feel more like you. And a total bonus here, Claire is a female-founded company. Its founder and CEO also happens to be an interior designer. She saw that, you know, the traditional paint shopping experience was super outdated, full of all that hassle, and decided to create a better brand and a whole new experience that's easier more convenient, and frankly, more inspiring at the end of the day. Wait till you see all these color options and wait until you see the packaging. When it comes to your door, it's all so straightforward. I am obsessed. I am obsessed. I want you to be too, and you know I'm hooking you up. All you got to do is visit claire.com slash cat to get started. Use my code cat to receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. That's claire.com slash cat with code cat for $5 off. Happy painting. And now back to the episode. He met your mama. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Linda met Greg. This is big, kids. This is this is big if Some you've been paying attention. News. Woo! Do you know how long she was like, when am I gonna meet Greg? When am I gonna meet Greg? I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it kind of kept getting delayed also, and I can't remember for what reason. I mean, I think some of the coordinating oh, yeah, is you, you can't remember. <laughs> well, no, what did what was it? No, just like maybe you were putting it off. Oh. <laughs> actual reasons. No, there are actual reasons because, again, for those of you uh, playing at home or keeping up here or maybe you haven't been keeping up, Greg lives in Malibu. My mom lives in Palos Verdes. I live in LA. So there is a geography thing going on. There's also the kid thing going on. And so he has his kids for a week and then not a week and not. So some, oh, and the Oscars, that's what it was. There was something. It was the, she was supposed to meet him pre-Oscars, but my week just got so slammed. So then we had to cancel. I just kept pushing her. But then if I push her, then he has his kids. I really wanted to meet him without the kids. So then that makes two weeks. That's why it took forever. So yes. (laughs) They met. They have now spent two occasions together. They met um, once with my mom and her husband, Jim, and just Greg and I, and then one uh, we spent Easter together. <gasps> uh huh. Breaking news: a family holiday, a little bit of egg hunting. We had Easter together, <laughs> and Austin and his older son were both there for Easter. So it was cool. the first mini merging of our children for an occasion. Yeah, we've had a, we've had a lot happen. I mean, How he's hung out with my kids now multiple times. That's kind of okay. Like. Just to check in for a second. Yeah. yeah. A year ago, yeah. if somebody would have came in and been like, hey, just so you know, in a year, this is going to happen. And you're going to meet this guy and he's going to have this family and you guys are going to start mingling and your mom is going to meet him on two occasions. And like, that's kind of wild bananas. I know. I do hear you. And I and I do think about that more than you might realize because he, as we spend more and more time together and as he learns more and more about me and we learn more about one another in our previous lives to now, 
Like I say things like, yeah, but I wasn't dating. And he's like, oh, come on, but you were really dating. I was like, I was not, like, I don't, he has a hard time believing that I had that dating time out for a year. I mean, we yeah. had a little couple little sprinkles in there, remember? Yeah. But I was like, no, like your girl was single. Yeah. <laughs> your girl, I didn't even want to go on dates. We talk about our Raya experiences because, because don't forget, he was on Raya too. And one <laughs> of us was going on a lot of dates and it wasn't me. So he's like, you really weren't? I'm like, I wasn't. I was like, I don't think how you know just how lucky you are. Because <laughs> I got as far as, okay, should we do something? And I was like, not ready, not ready, not up for it. You know, I was in hiding at that time. So, so yeah, no, yes, no, yes, no. I, yeah, it's, it is a little wild to think about. I, and I actually, even though it sounds like we're in in. I mean, we had we did celebrate six months, by the way. And when we say six months, it's from our first date. It's not even like when we made it a fish. <laughs> but we are six months. I like, I like it where it is. Yeah. There have been moments that I've been so enamored with him where I'm like, we should go to Vegas. Let's get married. I mean, it is very much the honeymoon. And there are moments and very much how I used to be where the impulsivity of like the thrill of the love of it all. Yeah. You know, I've just been like, this is it. This is it. This is great. We might as well, I, when my, we should fly to Georgia. Let's just meet the parents because this is it. You know, there have been moments where I've, my feelings have gotten the best of me and I've, I've been there in my head. But then when I kind of come back out and zoom back out, both of our kids, all of our kids, all six of our kids, we haven't done one date with all the kids together yet. Okay. And it's been six months there's still a lot we haven't done. It mm -hmm. sounds like it, but you know, he's never, I shouldn't say never. He has slept over once in six months, once. Because we're still also trying to respect my boys more than anything because yeah. they're young men and they're almost adults. And it's just like weird. Like yeah. it's, it's not weird. It wouldn't be weird. I don't think. But you know, why feel, not wait? You know, yeah. why not just like, just keep on easing into this? And so it's, that is very different for me. So I guess my point is as much as, yeah, it's like, whoa, I'm in love and my mom's meeting somebody and we're like adults and we're adulting and there are kids involved and, and like, we are crazy about each other. At the same time, it's like, nobody is future tripping here. Nobody's right. like planning a wedding. Right. Nobody is like... When are we moving in? It's just pretty damn healthy. I love that. Yeah. Do you have a checklist of things that you think about? Like when you say, when I zoom out, what does that mean? You know, what do you do? Do you <laughs> defer to a notes in your phone? Oh. Do you think in your head all of the things that you need to check off before or that you have done, haven't mm. done? I, you would think as a fellow Virgo, I think you're more of the list Virgo variety than I am. I, I don't have lists. I, I, I just mean when I take inventory and when I do that, it's usually just in my head, right? Mm -hmm. I, I like to be alone with my thoughts. I like to be still. I like to go in. I like to really think about where I am at the moment and yes, where I'm going, but it's not because I have a checklist or, you know, 
requirements that have to be met or anything like that. I mean, honestly, the only checklist that has existed so far is the one Patty Stinger made right here on this right, show, right. which is like, who do you want? What does he look like? How tall is he? What right. are, you know, what's he have to do for you? He has to make me feel safe. I have to trust him. You know, all these, that, that little checklist beyond that. I haven't really had a checklist, but God, that worked. <laughs> Maybe I should have more lists because <laughs> that worked. I'm not saying I mean, to make one. I'm just saying I, I fall into the category too of feeling that throttle a little bit on the gas and wanting to floor it. I get it. It's fun. It's intriguing, exciting. You want to go with the feelings, but there is a rhythm that you have found of feeling that, feeling that turbulence, feeling that speed and not flooring it. And whatever that looks like for you, I think is helpful to know for me and for anybody else. And I'll say for anybody else, I I will think the one key difference in this relationship on my side of the street, and for those of us who, you know, we're always on the show practicing, or I should say, we're always on the show um, encouraging self-love and encouraging, you know, acts of love and choosing accordingly and choosing in a way that's going to benefit us in the end and really thinking th- things through. And the growth of, I guess, the all the the unsuccessful relationships and then add to that my time finally, finally alone with myself and and doing the work required and the healing that was necessary. I think the other thing I've learned about myself, independent of Greg, is that I still like being with myself Mm -hmm. and I haven't gotten lost in this relationship. Like as much as I like being in Malibu (laughs) and as much as I like you know, all of our amazing dates. And I am just so infatuated with his kids. Like, I still like my house. I still love my children. I still like my zip code. I still like my job. And I don't want to give any of that up. I mean, relationships, of course, are compromise. And if you ever decide to just super merge with somebody, that's going to be considered. But I haven't lost myself in this relationship. And for me, that's Big because I can do that. I have been known to lie to myself might be a strong way to say it, but like put myself second or kind of get lost or put my needs to the side or, you know, because we so desperately want to be loved by somebody else. And this time I'm not doing that. And when I need to go home, I go home. And when I start to feel like, you know, my own life independent of Greg is kind of like getting a little messy, I know what to do and I know how to get it back on track and I know how to return to um, myself, I guess. Uh, Beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. We'll be right back. I know it almost sounds too good to be true, but what if I told you there are reusable underwear that you can use during your period that actually work to absorb your blood? Yep, thanks. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but they are better, you guys. Thinks period underwear come in a range of absorbances from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or about two and a half regular pads worth of blood. I feel like this is revolutionary. I've been talking about it on the last couple shows of mine, and I'm so excited that I really want you to take advantage of this offer, okay? So Thinks, that's spelled T-H-I-N-X, are machine washable. You just Toss it in the washing machine with your other laundry, and you hang your underwear to dry. 
thinks is size inclusive, offering all their styles and sizes up to 4X, which I love. Over 1.2 million people have made the switch to Thinks, so join us, please. And listen, if you're not over the moon about it, Thinks has a 60-day money-back guarantee so you can try the period underwear risk-free, okay? It's easy. Thinks is offering. It sure is a beautiful day, listeners. $10 off your first order with code CAT, that's C-A-T-T. Visit RethinkYourCycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using the code CAT. Make the switch to Thinks today. Okay, back to the show now. Well, at the end of the day, kind of like we're all we've got. I mean, I hate to sound morbid, like everybody wants love and we all want partnership and we all want to be in relationships with people that we can count on. But what if that vanishes and goes away and you're just left with yourself? You better yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I also think it's like you're honoring your partner by not having that standard of them being your, you know, heaven and earth. I mean, it's nice in theory and in, you know, <laughs> princess books to have some partner be everything to you, but you also can't really be everything to somebody else if you're nothing to yourself. And so building that from within, that was a pretty good line, by the way. I just thought of that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh-huh. You can learn to be everything to yourself. So. You can be something to somebody else. And that's really all you need is something. And I'm glad you have that something. And I'm glad you, you have that everything within you. You know? You know, if you get there, you may not get there in your 20s or your teens or, you know, just that you get there. Or that you need to come back to it. Or return to it. Yeah. That's true. How's your love life? Hot. (laughs) (laughs) We got a giggle out of Marshall. We did get a giggle out of Marshall. Is it hot? What does that mean exactly? It's hot. I don't know. I, I, well, I do know. I got a hot girlfriend. But, you know, we aren't in the honeymoon phase anymore. How long has it been? But a year and a half. But there are aspects. It just feels a little bit less fantasy-like and a little more grounded and real. But it's so nice because the grounded and realness is really lovely. Like I feel so secure and supported and like there's room to just explore and be myself and try things out and make a mess and clean it up with somebody. And that's just really nice. So it's hot because I can grow, which is so fun. Make a mess and clean it up with somebody. Yeah. That's a good way to look at like disagreements or yeah um, clashes, which are bound to happen in a relationship. Yeah. Have you guys had some? <clears throat> oh my gosh. Long pause and a throat clear. Ah! That's going to be a Yes. <laughs> How cute is this? Even even our first <laughs> fight was cute. No, we had our first fight. And by the way, it just happened. But it, this is how this is how pathetic I guess we are, is that the next day he was like, I don't think that was a fight. You know, yeah, he's so hell-bent on not calling it a fight. I'm like, babe, that was a fight. That was a fight. And he's just like, can we call it an unpleasant exchange? And oh my I'm like, gosh. no, <laughs> that was a fight. I am so him in the relationship. <laughs> I'm like, don't call it a fight. Is to me is like a big, like a throwdown, oh. drag out. You slam a door. You, yeah. Oh, no. Your heart's racing. Argument? I had a couple of those. Agreement? You've had a couple of those? No, no, no. I mean, you just described a lot of variables that you would descriptors for a fight. And I'm saying we had a couple of those. Yeah, go ahead. A raised voice. Honestly, (laughs) 
I don't, I, not loud, but intensified. Okay, intensified voice. Okay, I, to me, checklist for Katie qualifying as fight. Okay. Harsh words. Um, not in a assassinate your character kind of way. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, raised heartbeat. Oh, without question. Okay. The physical, this is why I know it was a fight because of my physical body and what was going on. Well, do you think that that's because trauma. you, yeah, a trauma response, like yeah. the reality maybe wasn't a fight, but your body felt was like, oh, here we go again. We're going, we're going. Actually, yeah, I think that was it. Oh my gosh. I think that was it. That makes sense. And I was like, I hadn't had that feeling in a long time. So mm. for me, it's like that had to be a fight because yeah. I don't like feeling that way. And you are right. Like I had that nasty, like the tension, turmoil. That pit in your hot. stomach. You know, yeah, you yeah. so hot. Yes. I was so hot. Yeah, from like here. Scared. It was terrible. And he wasn't scary, but, you know, yeah. I mean, that for me was a reminder that, ooh, some of that rawness is is right there. You know, I don't know what the actual definition of healing is. It was like, but, whoa, that, that must be my protection on some level. It was yeah. like, it was like everything, like oh my all goodness. my feathers got, because it was uncomfortable. Was it, it like a serious topic or not really like when you no, look back no so there you go maybe it was your the first like ruffle and mm. so you're like well it's it's a ruffle it's got to be a whole bag you know <laughs> like you know what it was and I think we've we've talked about this and you were you were describing one of your fights with Sarah on mm -hmm. this show and and I I know everybody can relate to this when you have again clashes within a relationship with a partner and when you haven't had those before with said partner mm -hmm. you don't know how that's gonna go because right. you've never had that with said partner totally. it's only been loving it's only been right for the most part you know you're you're on the same page so I didn't know how he handles those situations I know how I do and so it wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go <laughs> in other words like I could feel myself I felt disrespected about a certain thing. Okay. And I was trying to articulate that I felt disrespected. And then he kept trying to explain why he wasn't disrespecting me. Oh. And in those moments, you want to be heard. Right. You want to be seen. You want to be validated for feeling the way you feel. Mm -hmm. And he just, he, 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 and I do know that he is so sensitive, but also hell-bent on making sure I didn't think he was the person I was trying to paint him as. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So he would just... He and was, so I was like, yeah, but this is how it felt. So I need you to just let me, let's, I think I have a thing with like, let me feel how I feel. Yes. Please don't talk me out of that because I find that very offensive. Yes. Is that understandable? Normal. Okay. Yeah, please. Because. And if you don't feel that way, you should. I mean, like, I think you should feel protective and, and entitled to your feelings. They're yours. Mm, yeah. So there was that. And, and then I think why, in my opinion, it kind of escalated is I could feel the burning hot pit <laughs> in my stomach I didn't like the feeling, especially with someone I am so crazy about. And I said, how about we come up for air? And again, we weren't, there was no door slamming and there weren't even raised voices. His kids were downstairs. And I said, why don't you put the kids to bed? Let me just have a second. You like, when you know you need the space, yes. you get the space. Yes. And I said that. And he was trying to figure out why I was so disrespected when in his mind, he didn't do anything that should have made me feel disrespected. So then he's trying to figure out why I would have interpreted it that way. He actually said, 
is it possible because it's that time of, of the, the month. month? Everything's slowed down and you just absolutely went bananas. Fuck yeah, I did. Yes. I was like, <laughs> what? You are not going to blame this on my hormones. And by the way, it wasn't even the time of the month or it could have been or it might have been soon, but it wasn't. So for anyone ever, like that is, that is, that is one-on-one, relationship Greg, one-on-one. You no. don't bring that up in the middle of the fight. You could have brought that up the next day, but you don't ask me that when I'm already upset. That's, is that, am I right? I'm losing it. It's the worst possible thing he could have ever said to you. Thank you. So then, and that was after I was like, let's just take a minute. And then he's like, is it pot? And he was like laughingly asking me that. And then I was really not happy. It sounds like, it sounds like he was focused on the intention and you were focused on the impact and two do not go the same way. And, and it's. Oh, Dr. Kate Madry. That's it. it Intention versus impact. The impact's still there, whether or not the intention was. Doesn't matter. That's what happened. And so why I think it ended up in the fight is because it could have just been a misunderstanding. Mm. But then after even the period question, then it was like, well, maybe it's that he kept trying to find four different reasons why I was upset other than just the reason that I was upset, which was his initial misstep. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. (gasps) I'm getting hot again. Oh my God. So that was it. So we are learning. This is what we're learning. And that's why I said on the next day, he was just unpleasant exchange. I said, I think what we learned from this is that when I am like, let's just come up for air, had we both just stepped away, it would have been fine. It could have right. been done over whatever. But it was that constant digging to try to like sort through it in the and middle of the And that's maybe his trauma. Yeah. Oh, which is, yeah. Thank you for bringing this full circle. I was saying that my trauma was was just the feelings were bubbling and I was like going back to what I used to know in those moments when it's not even that bad maybe, but it, it reminded me of what was so bad. And then, yeah, he has, he's, he was trying to fix it. He was tr- just desperately trying to fix it for his own, his own reasons. Um, yeah. But you guys are fine now. Totally. It's like a one cool. incident situation. And you know what we decided the next day is like, we needed that fight. I'm like, yeah, we did. It's like know. bound to happen. You know, you have to. Sometimes, I mean, not? I really do. Almost every single argument or fight or however you want to word it between me and Sarah, we've needed it because we chose to grow from it. If yeah. you choose to grow from them, then they're needed. And also it's kind of my psychotic way of like controlling a situation. I'm like, okay, if I can learn from this, then it was, it's fine. It was warranted. It's all good. It's healthy. I'm productive. I'm good. Right. Because you know, there's going to be another one. Totally. So now you're armed with some information and some practices and you know what to do and what not to do. And, and the next time, you know, if we need a timeout, I'm not going to just sit there and keep getting interviewed. I'm going to yeah. just excuse myself. Yeah. That's what I got to do. I got to do. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's not leaving. See, no. you know, there's the other when People leave a fight. That's a lot of people. Right, right, right. Don't do that either. Yeah. Just a quick timeout. Just a little timeout. Vocalize your your boundary. Yeah. Before we go. Yes. On next week's show, I know you're going to love this and I know our listeners are going to love this. So this is consider this a little bit of a tease. Guess who's coming on? Who? One of your all-time favorites. Stop Molly Shannon. Yes. Guys, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How fun. Have you read her book yet? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. I'm ha- I'm about halfway through. And yeah, let's hard right turn towards comedy, although her memoir is actually 
She's had a uh-huh. strong life. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, oh, my God. And she does the audiobook. And so I highly recommend if you're reading it, great. But also listen to the audiobook because she's so over the top. Molly, her acting like I'm on the uh-huh. edge of my seat because you feel like Molly's in your ears. And she's like, oh, and then this. And she's so dramatic. And you know, her voice is so like, it's, it's just so <laughs> good. So what's one thing, Kate? One thing I should ask her, what's one, like, thing? You've been a fan of her career for a very long time. I know. Anything come to mind? Like, what, okay, let me just say this. Let me ask you. Okay. What is the number one reason you think you're such a fan of Molly Shannon? Like, why? Because she was the first woman I watched be shamelessly funny. Hmm. And I felt like I then had permission to be shamelessly funny. What does it mean to be shamelessly funny? Not worried about your look. Not worried about how people perceive you. Not worried about stumbling, not worried about any anything trivial. It's just the funny, the humor, the point, the story, the joke, the laugh, the release. That's mm, Molly. Mm, that mm. is Molly. And it's interesting because she she describes that in a chapter because she, she tells the story of the making of Mary Catherine Gallagher. Mm. But she also talks about a drama teacher at NYU that specifically taught her about comedy almost exactly to your point about this method, which I don't recall the name of, which is literally what you just described. Like, you can't take yourself seriously and you just have to unabashedly get lost in the messy sloppiness of comedy. And it was like, oh, that's so cool. And that's so her. And she she honed in on knowing that once she got that, she was so fucking good at it. And look at her now. So pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, Pretty, pretty awesome. I'll be listening with Um, the volume on 10. Excited for that. It was good to catch up with you. It was nice to catch up with you too. And we're just glad y'all are here. Another year, but sure is a beautiful day. Thanks for riding with us. And um, we'll see you back here next Tuesday. Bye. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.